0: Okay, it is is August 18th, 2022, and today, super excited to meet with our guest, she's just an amazing singer, artist, creative director. And um, she's now in the waiting room, so I'm going to
1: let her in, and, um, and we'll get started. Hey, Ripley. Hey, Tossie, Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. Um, mm. I have to admit, I'm nervous.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Um, there's so much. In the very best way. When I was um doing research and trying to figure out like talking points for us. Okay. I was just like, there's no way we could talk for an hour and get everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Which is fine. Like we could always talk again another time in this format. Um, yeah. And um I'm just super stoked that we get to share this moment with a larger audience Uh Um, you know how art is sometimes it's a lot and sometimes it's just two people
0: (laughs) Right. right
1: but um it's my hope to give space to share what's meaningful to you that maybe doesn't get talked about enough that you feel passionate about and um and whatever, like, if you want to promote something.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I'll do a quick bio, which um, definitely won't do justice. I'm going <laughs> to enjoy doing the reference notes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I'm nervous to so just make sure that I'm saying all the things I want to say in the way that I want to say it, you know, but I'm also trying to hold this as, like, it's practice and I'll get better with
1: time (laughs) that's the best we can do right Um, if it helps at all i'll explain what this is all about um this is not about perfection it's about being messy and like the real truth of being creative okay and working through navigating a creative process and how awful (laughs) it can feel sometimes Uh and um It's really like a reflection of my own creative process and navigating a discovery that I am a creative person. And if I'm going through this, there has to be at least a thousand or more people who Mm -hmm. feel this way. Mm -hmm. I really just want to create an -hmm. opportunity for people to relate to the fact that having a creative process actually doesn't look any sort of way. It just is. And um, and that's what this is. So it's not like it's fine if we curse, if we make mistakes. I mean, it's just going to be a raw, like forty minutes to an hour of us just talking about our experiences. Okay. How does that make you feel? Vulnerable, but yes. <laughs> no, Vulnerable.
2: I can relate to that. But I'm I'm here for vulnerability, and I'm also being very mindful. Um, you know, what's attached to me to the creative with the creative process is my mental health.
3: Yeah,
2: and um, and the creative process is also part of my spiritual practice. So, yeah. just both of those places are tender. And I'm very resilient in both of those places. But I also want to be like mindful that I don't overshare and then leave myself with a vulnerability hangover, you know, be vulnerability hangover. <laughs> and then I don't want to share. And, you know, because of because I, of, of fear or because of um, it just takes me a little time to warm up.
1: No, it's all real. I definitely thought about all that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let me start with um I'm gonna read a few things that I learned about you. Okay. Obviously isn't enough, but (laughs) I just want to touch on the fact that our guest, Tossi Long, is an experienced designer. She's international performing artist facilitator and creative director. She is the person charged with singing. She's the architect. She's building and rebuilding the city through memories of our soul kid. She's planting sonic seeds for more of us to be here to have our stories told and be heard and shared. Tossie works at the intersections of music, culture, and sociopolitical edges that span from rock and roll vocals, Afrofuturist productions, and immersive design experiences. Tossie is also a Grammy-nominated artist. Don't be fooled. She has her chops, so definitely check her stuff out. She's definitely someone who you wouldn't even know the number of projects that she's contributed to. And not just artists, but also communities, as Tassi is a practitioner of ceremonial music from around the world with a focus on diasporic cosmetology. Cosmetology? No, cosmology. <laughs> I'm sure you're good at cosmetology too. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were definitely some other interviews that I've come across that I wouldn't really want us to dive into the same topics. But I'll definitely share those in the reference notes because it's definitely worth listening to for the guests. But um, aside from all that, really, where would you like to start?
0: Oh, wow.
2: Um, Let's start from the beginning.
1: Lovely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think when I say that is when I first started to engage with the creative process. And it began when I didn't even know it. I was in my mother's womb. She's a classical pianist, classical and spiritual pianist. So I always like to say that, you know, I was brought into this world through music. I was created by the sounds of the piano and she was probably singing too. She woke me up every, she woke me and my brother, I have a brother, up um, practically every morning with her playing the piano and singing. So um, I was incubated <laughs> in that.
3: <laughs> and,
2: and also like grew up with that. <laughs> yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. so you were the sonic seed yes (laughs) yes you you know that that uh i learned about the meaning of my name recently um when i went traveled to benin um i traveled to benin to study uh about Mm voodoo and uh with um queen mother dolothee dog bowl and other cultural barriers, Alex uh, Mousavi, um, and just other cultural barriers of uh barriers of uh vodou and uh the culture, the food, the way uh you know of life there, and <clears throat> Dagbo who is uh. I'm pretty sure I'm. Not, I'm definitely not saying his whole name. He is. It's a long name, and so please forgive yeah. me please for making a nickname. Because God, I don't mean it in that way. I really don't mean it in that way. Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, so like I check myself on that. Like, yeah, please don't. Yeah, but he told me he's like, uh, well. Previous to that, you know, driving around doing different things. And people were like, do you hear your name being said? I was like, I thought I was tripping. I felt like I got you. know, I was like, "Yeah, they did just say my name, right? And I Mm. never travel anywhere and hear my name. Like, never. Like, my name is not on those keychains. Like, like I grew up with like that, you know, it just wasn't happening. And um, so we went to this temple to study and to learn I'm in exchange and he asked me, you know, one of his first things he said, he was like, yeah, so your name is Tassi, Tassi, that's, that's the, the way they pronounce it, Tassi. I was like, yes, he, he's like, why, why are you named that? I <laughs> was like, like <laughs> because my mama,
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know what to say. you know, and then he was like, do you know what that name means? And I was like, well, I've heard different meanings. Like um, growing up Pacific Islanders, they told me, oh, your name means one. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, and, and then he said, here Tassi means the one who sings down praise. Oh. And that was like jaw drop, you know, like what? So I've been it's it's the one who is charged with singing down praise.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, uh my mother giving me that name and the the history of my name is I'm the only woman female bodied individual who has the name. My father's on my father's side, um, majority of all the men and young boys were named Tosi. So my dad's name, middle name was Tossie his father's first name was Tossie his father you know like it goes down it goes back like that my brother middle name is Toss
0: wow. so
2: so my mom was like I don't care what I have I love that name you know? yay <laughs> here I came <laughs> so I'm the first you know feminine embodied human being in the lineage of my on uh, my father's side, uh to carry the name Tassi. And I learned while I was on in my studies of um Vodou ceremonial music and just voodoo culture in Benin that it means the one who is charged with singing down praise. So uh can't make this stuff up y'all.
1: Right? <laughs> <this stuff> up. <laughs> so I yeah. love it. Uh-huh. Wow.
0: Yeah,
2: that um I don't know, as I just as we just are talking about that, just like what it means to carry like carrying these names yeah. and the vibration that they hold, you know, mm-hmm. um and uh to be charged. So I think of my childhood all the way up to now and how integral singing was uh throughout my whole life like i started singing in the church choir my mother was a classical and spiritual pianist Mm -hmm. and so she played in the church so I was one of those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of church girls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know,
2: we went every day,
3: you know, um, practically, you know, right. we, you
2: know that was but, the place to be. Yeah. It was, you know, BSU Bible study, Usher, you know, <laughs> <laughs> choir, you name it. We were there, you know, and um, but the, the richness of that is that my family, my whole family sings, my whole family, goes. my my mother, my, um, her mother, her father, all six of her siblings, wow. pretty much all of my cousins, there's 27 of us on my mother's side. Huh. So, um, oh, well, it's 28 now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, great, uh, grands and great-grands. And so, um. You know, as you do your own study about yourself and study about whatever you're interested in, you know, you, there's times you go into self-reflection. And remember, I remember asking my um, grandmother and just folks questions. I was that little girl in the family that uh, was always pulling out the old photo books. Yeah. You know, and they'll be like, Oh, God, Tossie grabbed the photo books. Clear you know, right <laughs> out the room because you would have to tell me who was this person, right. what was their thinking, what was going on, where were they at. I wanted to know all of it. I, I th- That was me. And um, I'm still that way. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> and, um, and I used to tell them what was happening in the picture. Like, so right here, they were thinking, bah, bah, bah. you know, I was that person. But mm-hmm. one of the things that my family all were musicians, all singers, my grandma was an opera singer trained opera singer but they never pursued the music they believed their music they believed your your talents um belonged and always was to be in service of community mm. and but that was reflected for them me growing up community meant church so mm. they poured their talents into the church so my mother grew up playing in the church you know um the choir was my family, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so, uh, yeah, like, that's where, you know, my aunties who can cook up a storm, they cooked for the, for the church, you know, yeah. and made a place for everybody, that's, so they believed in that, and I I haven't drifted too far from that same thing, like, although I may play in Quote. I'm putting air quotes up, mm-hmm. secular, secular, you know, world, right, <laughs> different things like that. But I would say the core of my study around music and sound, the core of my study in creativity and art is all about uh, connecting and building up the community, be it um, with focuses on um, Black and African descent communities, our connections to one another. Majority of my Afrofuturistic productions I've been a part of mm-hmm. has been all about that. Um, yeah. uh, albums and things I've been a part of has been, a, mm, I would say, a theme. The one where I was, was received a, a Grammy nomination was all around uh, shining our light brightly. Yeah, you know, I, I performed with the uh, the Alphabet Rockers on this song. Um, and they were doing um, social justice work through music. It, again, in service of, right, in service of communities. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other rock albums and different things that I've been a part of, they were serving, a man, uh, this one particular song was about a, a personal transformation. I just did a, a heavy metal project, which with um, a brilliant musician, Manolo DeVille, and his entire project is about the intersection of heavy metal and spiritual music. So everything is in service of, right? Like in service of a community. So I'm, I haven't, you know, what they say, raise your child in the direction they should go. <laughs> you know, that's good old gospel. Like, I think that's a gospel. I don't know. It may just be like an old saying. I don't know. Um, And so I've always, my, you know, talent has gone in that direction, I would say. You know, maybe not in a church, you know, um, but I did for a long time. Um, but I'm still in the temples. (laughs) I've been the temples of many different uh African cosmology through my studies, right? So really I focused and honed in on voodoo. So I've been to many ceremonies around the world, and so um African cosmology is not the same as Abrahamic um religions and traditions so we can't look at them the same so it's not temple versus church building like it's you you can't look at it the same um you have to really detach yourself and unlearn decolonize your mind (laughs) big time the constant which is why this study has been so integral in my life is is because the constant unpacking the constant unlearning the constant relearning readjusting redefining that creativity and specifically me looking at uh, african cosmology and really like all the all the, the the genres i that's one of my favorite things to do is to hop around in different genres gospel spirituals heavy metal like i when he asked me to be in this heavy is a heavy metal blues uh fusion type sound and i was just like okay i could ride the blues thing because i love blues music Mm-hmm. The heavy metal thing, I'm like, let's do this. But I don't know anything about it, <laughs> you know? But what I love about being in the studio, what I love about music, is just really me exploring my vocal range. Mm. And not just my vocal range, but who do I have to become? Who do I get to tap into? What parts of me that were, were un- that's unspoken but has a sonic a resonance that I get to find yeah. myself? Because I'm exploring these different uh, genres, textures of music and sound and communities and themes. That's what I love. That's why it's my spirit. One, a part of my spiritual practice is that creative investigation through sound.
1: Oh, I love that so much. Especially when you said resonance, like that always, such a powerful word because it has no particular assignment like mm. it just is. Mm. And I talk about this a lot when I talk about sound as well. Like I'm totally aligned with everything you said. And especially with um different genres that may not be looked at as healing or therapeutic, mm. like heavy metal or other genres within metal. But there's there's a resonance resonance that that we can find within those different textures, like you said that we can express ourselves in ways that might not be available in other textures or genres of music and sound. Yes. Yeah, I find it so magical about sound and music.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite quotes um, is, the limits of your language is the limits of your world. Mm. And music is a language. Yeah. You know, it has many languages, like what yeah. we're talking about, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I don't speak another language. <laughs> well, it, that's really embarrassing. And I and I'm one of the people who actually do try to study, taking class like for two years and come out like I don't even remember one word. So I have, to, <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> like I'm working on that. I do sing uh in, cre- in Creole of uh, Vodou. Um, I do sing in, in other languages, but I, you know, not but. Is music and and my the way I approach that often is just I I'm taught I'm you know I'm taught what to say you know I'm taught the words the lyrics and the melodies and the, I asked them from the beginning don't tell me what I'm saying let mm. me I want to feel it yeah right? like so just teach me the melody teach just teach me how to pronounce it and I'm gonna go and I'll find it inside my body. And then with my teacher, uh, Daniel Breville, we would do that. And I was like, okay, so what I feel is, it's something like, you know, I'll say it's something like, you know, no, this is making me feel a little angry or, uh, resistant or, you know, whatever it may be. And then, and then sometimes I'm on it. A lot of times I was, which was always a fascinating process. Mm -hmm. And he would explain to me what what the song is the other thing I would like to say is that the songs are the prayers
3: mm. that's
2: another thing for me around this practice like it's a constant prayer music is medicine it is just something that like it's a fact upon a fact upon a fact music is medicine yeah. and in voodoo co- or African cosmology and another ceremonial music I've learned they're the prayers that's you know the songs are the prayers and so it is a state of prayer. It is a state of surrender. Yeah. And when I say the state of surrender, it's a surrender to go to the void, go to the, go to your all space, you know, my open space and allow communication with my higher self or with, I mean, name it whatever you want to name it. Like I'm not really attached to these names, you know, that mm-hmm. we, to God, to whatever, you know, sometimes yeah. it's just, you know, uh, whatever, name it whatever you want to name it. The universe. Yeah, yeah the universe, whatever well, whatever you want to name it. But um, there's energies from the, through the Luas and the Orishas, you know, and uh, um, sutras and all these other things that we could tap into. Um, but it's the surrender to the unknown. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. you teach me a language? I don't know. This is a rhythm. I didn't grow up with hearing, but something inside my body recognizes it. It's a familiarity there. Um, And so I go into a constant state of not knowing, (laughs) you know, of the Mm. unknown. This is not my native tongue. So I have to go into the, the constant state of Um, getting past and being insecure that I may not be singing. I I, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm not like, oh, I sing these songs. I'm just like, I got it. Like, "Mm, (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I, you know, I feel, I feel very, very highly insecure around it. And I have been uh, given permission from my master teachers that I've studied with uh, from my ancestors. That I've been in contact with to uh enter the music to sing the prayer. Yeah. So I still approach it in the unknown space with that <laughs> knowing. And it is always humbling, you know, because I want to do it. I want to honor the culture and the people in which it's coming from. I want to honor my connection to it. I want to honor the prayer, the actual prayer, you know, like just the music, the actual rhythm that we're carrying through this song like I want to honor it and it's just a constant uh humbling I just always feel so so humbled and um and I don't have a problem coming to that to the I've I've learned to get okay with myself that that's where I am it's okay some other people may do it they just be like woohoo they got it they off and running just no, that's not how it lands with me it's a, it's a constant state of unknowing I, I don't know and I and to be vulnerable in that state of, of unknown but then to hear the words and to feel it coming out of your mouth within the rhythm and don't, don't add the dancing right like <laughs> yeah. just the dancers respond oh my god it's just like it's undeniable that that music chose me mm. those prayers said you it's undeniable so it's a it's a full oracle that I go through in learning and singing them, and then in receiving when I can see things you know happening through the other senses of sight, and then also what happens when it's over, yeah. when the when the room is cleared out and I'm only in my own sacred space in me, and that vibration, that resonance is still going. What I then see, what I then hear, what I then feel, what I, what is then revealed. So yeah. Right.
0: Beautiful.
1: I love how you have the courage to almost comfortably surrender to that unknown, mm. because and there's no attachment to a way that it quote unquote should be. And I find this interesting with language, like language can be tricky because we kind of attach our own meanings based on our experience to each of the words. And when you don't have that connection or that attachment to the words, and you're leaning only into the actual sound and vibration that it makes. Nestled in with the music, you're able to access something that might get covered up by our our mind and our meanings and trying to express it based on our previous experience, like There's maybe like more of an openness to receiving other energy through it.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I love how you said that because it it reminds me of when I'm learning the songs, I'm really feeling in my mouth the way the words take shape. I just have to shape my mouth and make a sound, which is make you make sound through just breathing. Just mm-hmm. breathe. I will you know I do my vocal workshops. I'm like, you you're everyone's a singer, you know why? It's because you're breathing. <laughs> it That's, it. That's simple. What makes sound is breath, you know, what makes sound is the ability to breathe and let it out. So um to feel the words that my mouth move my tongue roll like it's like i literally have to feel the the feel the shaping of the words the, and, and the sound inside of my uh, my mouth and that does open up and wake up and wakes up other things inside of you when it's when it's unfamiliar it's like when you go to an unfamiliar place in the world you know you're learning so much and you and you're bouncing off of the energy of this of this place. Yeah. And so I get to bounce off the energy of those words in my mouth and the in the forming of the in the shape. And it, you know, um and it wakes things up. It shakes things up. Um um ooh, yeah, I've had some really intense <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: I love that so much. Um Every time I've engaged with your art, like I've noticed within myself that like I didn't really have a strong connection to my roots.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Even as like a first generation Belizean Afro American.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like part of that was missing and I'm like definitely more a New Yorker, like that's what I relate to most. Mm-hmm. But even engaging with your your art, whether it was through the performances or just your singing, like I always felt like an innate remembering mm. it's like embedded in my soul just like this deep inner knowing of like soul connection to whatever you were sharing with us mm. and i just thought that was like super powerful that it's like a natural connection to humanity that i just feel in my heart mm. whereas like i may not know the language i may not know the origins of what you're sharing but there was just like this thread of connectedness Mm. and that's what i always appreciated most about your expressions in art and music
2: Mm. wow that brings up number one thank you for reflecting that back and sharing that to sharing that with me um as <laughs> I cry <laughs> I okay. I'm a crier I'm a crier I'm just releasing energy that's what I tell my dog yes just, yes okay? it just it comes out this way hey, it's just <laughs> transmuting <laughs> <You know? Fine. laughs> exactly uh, or I say to her he's like, you want to see some magic and I start to cry <laughs> like what's going on I was just <laughs> and I tell her because like, I was really upset or I'm really frustrated or I'm really scared or and look at how I just transmuted that how come I mm-hmm. said and, say, <laughs> and send out the tears? Now yes. <laughs> you know? you my, yeah, I was like, you get to see my magic. You get to see these tears. Um, <laughs> but I two things came up when you were saying. Number one, just really thank you for reflecting that back to me. Oftentimes, you don't know what you don't know how what you're doing is landing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that's also a part of being in a part of the unknown. Um, okay. It's not always the cheers. Right. It's not always like woo, the claps or whatever the awards, mm-hmm. because that's actually not my connection to people. It's not that. I mean, that's cute. But my connection is like, what, what's really going on in there? You know, like I'm more curious about that. The intimacy. Yeah. Intimacy of uh, being human with each other. And so what came up for me is. Um, I got the nickname, the bone rattler. Um mm-hmm. and that came from it was actually something I I would go to performances and there's always be one or somebody, you know, oh my God, you just rattle my bones when you and then one of my uh sister friends who's an artist too was like, Tassi, you're the bone rattler. because we always hear that. You are the bone rattler. And I was like, Oh, and then the band was like, That's exactly what you know. It just kinda stuck, right? And And it, but it's so in alignment with like with my intentions. I, before I go perform or get behind a mic or show up in a, uh, show up in a space where I need to uh, make sound (laughs) or make some type of art, you know, Um, I call them my auntie honey. My auntie honey is an ancestor now, but I, I say if I could just have just a little bit of what you had, Mm. you know, just a little bit. My auntie honey was a, phenomenal gospel singer and, um, and show, and show, uh, show woman, I was gonna say yeah. show woman, show woman, <laughs> you know, um, the stories my family would, uh, share about her performing in places and people like, Oh, honey is in, um, is here. Come on up and give us a song. You know, she'll walk up there and and one story that they told was that they said, you know, okay, this is the stage, whatever. We're going to sing a song. Just don't step over those lights you know, that's it. So I got to worry about it. Just don't step over those lights. Right. Sure enough. She was singing her song and, you know, started to feel it and she went stepping over the lights. <laughs> and my family always tell that story and they just crack up about like how people were like running backstage, like what they were trying to do because there she went. She took off, you know. And so I always say if I could just have a little bit of that, that boldness, that uh fire that she had, you know. Um, uh, And that I can use that if you know she if she if she will with my with my spirit and what I'm doing with with sound and all I'm looking to do is crack somebody. I literally will say this. I just want to crack somebody's infrastructure, their structure, their bones. Yeah. So spirit can come in and do whatever spirit has to do. Spirit is your spirit, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. You know, you figure it out. Um, <laughs> But whatever that is for you to maybe see yourself in a different way or get another message or just whatever. I just want to, whatever I'm doing when I sing, perform, period, just can just a little bit of a, just a little one. It don't even have to be big. Yeah. And, but with that intention means I will never know what that person received, right? Like, because that may not show up until a month, a week, hours after Right. Well, you know, um, their spirit having a way in to then transform them, and I'm not. They, they're going to say, "Oh, I I was transformed, and this was cracked open because Tossy sung this song." And, <laughs> like they're not going to say that. So there's this. Like I have to trust that I'm just delivering delivering that. Trust that someone out of the five hundred here. Trust that just one. That's it. That's my intention. You know, um, and so when I got named the, the bone rattler, every time I sing, I was like, yeah, it's perfect. Cause that's literally what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to rally your bones. Just crack this a little bit, but so <laughs> you can have your spiritual experience when it's time, which is again about medicine. Music is medicine. Yeah. And then the other that it made me think about, um, or oh, it just slipped my mind. It'll come back. Yeah. It'll come back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you're making you're doing these podcasts and your sound. I mean, I want to go into asking you what, what inspired you to, to do this and Yeah, sure. What um, are you hoping to give by doing this? Like what's your intention and in this yeah. in this uh sonic creation that you're doing right now?
1: <laughs> I like that. Um similar to what I mentioned at the start, it wasn't necessarily to help alleviate our nervousness but um this project has been on my to-do list for several years Mm -hmm. and um part of it was like I I've had lots of really amazing conversations with people over the years and you know that feeling you get like oh I wish other people were able to um hear what we were talking about and like the realizations we were sharing and epiphanies and aha moments
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um I know the field is saturated, but it was important to me most of all to share with other people that a creative process isn't what we think it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: like i I grew up feeling like I couldn't be creative, that it was a waste of um, time, energy, resources. And so I believed for decades that one, I wasn't creative, Mm -hmm. two, I wasn't meant to be creative, and there was no space for me to be creative. And they're all lies that I lived with for years.
2: Oh my goodness, all lies. Yep. Lies. Lies. <laughs> lies, lies. Wow, that's so powerful. Um, some of the things that stuck out when you just said that is uh, how, again, music is medicine, how music contribute to uh, undo those lies.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: you know that music you know sound um also about just the creative process itself <laughs> yeah <laughs> how beautiful and messy and sticky and all the things that it is and how sometimes you know we don't have we see it seems like we don't have permission to be that that messed up yes like a high price to pay to be that screwed up Mm -hmm. and um and yeah we could I could go into like the environment and, and socially as um black bodied individuals absolutely the restriction of just messing up Mm-hmm. Just, just where's the room to mess up you know? Yeah. you know there's no room to mess up and then but then you're supposed to like step into this whole thing of creativity where you're just supposed to get completely messy yeah. or you have yeah. to get yeah. messy you know it's like wait it's hard
1: what? it's, like, it's hard. like what
2: yes <laughs> oh my goodness yes yes and um Oh God, that just yeah that that's when early, earlier. We talked a little bit about how the creative process is so very attached to my mental health. Yeah, you no, know, and the creative process the 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 the, uh, the messiness, the unfolding, the redoing, the 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 unknown. The I know I got it. Oh my God, I totally don't. Yeah. You know, it's like that whole like monstrous um cycle that yeah. i the self-doubt oh my god the self-doubt the compare and despair yeah. oh my god the being woken up in the middle of the night with thoughts and ideas and or just your mind not turning off because you're swimming into creativity and now i'm sleep deprived the next day yeah. you know it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's so and then oh my god and then and then you know I learned when you're sleep deprived, you know, one of the causes of Alzheimer's is people not getting enough sleep. So now I'm freaking out about my god! <laughs> oh, <my yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm triggering. Alzheimer's going to get me like an owner. Like, you know, just, it, <laughs> excuse me, yeah. trying to like, I got to manage all of that, right? While, right. while being a mother, while being a person walking down the street that doesn't look like she's losing her shit, you know? Oh, man. Uh, while being a lover, while being a daughter, while being a sister friend, a sister, like, oof, people, this is, it's a ride, you know, it's a yeah. ride. And I've come to really, um, I've learned some things about how to be in this ride. Well, I remember one time I was in a production, this will always happen, but this particular production is when I got the aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then the production and I started the production was about to perform my favorite part of uh things is the creative process It's to see it. it is being in the development of something yeah we probably could just stay in the places of we're de- developing we're developing you're, we're you know the the icing on the cake. I don't even feel like it's the icing on the cake. It's when it's completely done. Is when we're on stage performing it for everybody else. Like True. yeah. For me, I've already reached climax. Now you guys, mm-hmm. the, you know, the performance yeah. is not the climax for me. Right, you know? right. Um, and I remember we were approaching show show uh show dates. Yeah. And I started to tumble emotionally. I started to feel very hermit. Like want to just reclute, stay in the house, not talk to many people. My cell phone is off all day, you know. Like it just started to, the 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 I started to close in. I started to come in, and I was like, "What is that about?" You know, and and uh, cause Tossy, you gotta perform, girl. Yeah, like, you know, come on, chop chop chop. You know, we to have all the fire to be. Come on, and I'm going in, 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 and and then I said out loud, I was like, "I think." i'm I'm afraid, and I'm preparing for when it's over the silence. Mm. You spend months with this cask of people cast cast with at <laughs> of people yeah. um getting messy, exploring, landing, flying, soaring, crying, injuring yourself all this whole thing, like for months at best, months, right? <laughs> and you right. know and, and then you perform. And then it's silent. You don't see them anymore. Rehearsals are over. There's no, you know, like your week was packed with rehearsal. Your week was packed with you rehearsing at home by yourself. Yep. And now it's done. It's just yeah. like silent. And in that silence. Um, well, we know what happens in silence. We've all experienced COVID night, you know, the COVID nineteen, and it had us in our place. And yeah. we all began to unearth. Right, that's what yes. happens in silence. You begin to unearth, and sometimes that unearthing, unearthing is uncomfortable, and it brings up a lot. You know, it brings up a lot of stuff, and mm. um, that's attached to the productions. Like you know, that's a, when I get the release characters I've had to embody. Yeah, these prayers that I've sung over and over and over, finally release them. Like that's it, I'm not praying. Like ceremony is really now just beginning for me when once I hit the the silence, the ceremony of creation, uh, the ceremony of the intention of the songs you were singing, uh the cast, the character. I get the sonic resonance in that silence. Yeah. <laughs> and and then there's that there's that, the ceremony is now beginning with myself the uncovering, the discovering, um, the, the, which looks like tears and, um, <laughs> tantrums sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And I give myself permission. I tell myself like, look here, if you can only see me in my house, you'll be like, Lord, it's okay. You know, I was like, I'm gonna make this count. One of my spiritual advisors is like, when you cry, make it count. Yeah. Make it out, you know, and I was like, "You, you got a point," you know. Like mm-hmm. instead of you know, you just trying to cry, like oh, I don't want to. You just cry. Oh no, 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 no. We going all in. Like throw myself on the floor, cry, <laughs> kick my feet, you know, make my like scratch my stomach really hard, and it probably just lasts a few seconds. Like sometimes a few minutes, sometimes days, but a lot mm-hmm. of times it's just like a few minutes, and I'm just like, "All right." You know yeah. so, but the ceremony begins after all of that is over and I um so I've learned like with with my lovers at the time I would say look you know when I'm going through production I could be kind of distant and it's because I'm um chanting these songs over and over again these the, these lyrics the 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 words of a script I'm marking how I need to move on stage and so it's take it takes up a lot of space um, the character I need to embody. So I could be a little distant, a little, you know, like I'm here, but I'm I probably only a lot. I need a lot of time anyway. I'm an introvert. So I need a lot of time by myself. So boom, that's probably going to be happening when I'm in production. And then when I'm coming out of production, now a little needy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little needy. Now I'm like, sitting super close to you and and talking to you at the weirdest moments when you're like can I look at this game you know and I'm like "Cause I want to talk about you know other no. but at least I could tell them that now right like at least yeah. I can say here's a flow that I've learned about myself and then also I'm very much tossy and very much a creator so that might change but I'm telling you what it's been for a little bit <laughs> So rock with me, you know. Right. So I'm so grateful to have the time and the introspection to, uh, to know how I need to flow so I can stay in relate good relation, healthy relation yes. with my with the people that I love who's around me. Right. You know? and that's a part of you know the creative process. Is like how we stay in relation with those that we love when we're going through where we're in the mess. When you know he when I'm I'm waking up in the middle of the night and uh, I remember one time my partner was, woke up in the middle of the night and he he just was wrong, and I was like you know and I'm in the bathroom crying and going through wrong. you know and I was like nothing's wrong but everything's wrong and I know that that doesn't make any sense but just go back to bed. <laughs> go back to bed. <laughs>
3: nothing's wrong like nothing's wrong and everything is wrong you know
1: and so uh, and in, like a full-on like angela bassett moment like <laughs> exactly
2: completely multiple times a year to be quite frank <laughs> you know so um but i that's the beauty in me that you know i've learned over the years to be comfortable with that i remember not being comfortable with that mm. i remember like not being able to have people intimate my lovers around me when I'm going through, um, when a production ends or, um, when I'm in the middle of a production, it would get really chaotic, you know, that, Oh, can we go out here? I'm like, I can't think, no, I can't go out. You know, I'm sensitive because I just been singing these words for how long, you know, and I didn't know how to handle that. So I just would just shut it off, you know, um, shut off the intimacy, with Mm. people i want to get to know and so a big part of my creative process is to maintain intimacy how do you how do you how do i oscillate you know with that intimacy and uh what is it Uh, esther perel has said uh something that i so i study i study a lot around actually i studied i first started studying intimacy through um looking at uh people who cheat on their partners yeah, trying to understand that dynamic, like I said, really interesting. It's not as black and white as we want. You know, desire. Desire is a really interesting thing when it comes to attraction, desire, and that whole, in- you know, being an intimate, uh, connection with people. And that's not just yeah. with lovers. That's like with your children, with anybody. It's a, it's a, it's a dance. It's a, um, it's a not sometimes uh invisible fluctuation that we're mm-hmm. navigating and um Mm -hmm. and Esther Perel says something that's another quote that I love or um, something I meditate on quite um a lot she said that people come out of childhood some people come out of childhood wanting more uh security right and some people come out of childhood wanting more freedom
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and then the question is where do you see yourself in that and that's Mm -hmm. that's that question is you know it's. That's not a dead question. It's not a one and done. It's a constant. It's ones that I say that I ask with my lover, you know, like where, 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 what would you say you came out of childhood wanting more security, wanting more space? I know for me, I want more space. I want more freedom. Yeah. And that, uh can be, it doesn't mean that I don't want intimacy. It just means I need... You know, the box got to be a little bit bigger <laughs> because I yeah. start to feel closed in, and then I'm like, ah, get me out of here, you know, like right, but it doesn't mean I don't want to stay connected. Now, that's a whole nother thing when it comes to me and lovers, because then you know, I'm the woman who they feel like is a bird, I've been called a bird, and it's not that I'm just a bird, it's just because I don't want to be capped off with certain things, right? And sure, and and, be, and I tend to meet men who are very on this the, i want security so they want the title and the blah, 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 blah. like of course we're attracting each other right like <laughs> we gotta learn from each other that's why we're attracting right. each other. so it's a really inter- interesting thing but i bring that up to just say like that's the intimacy with with cre- creativity yeah. where am i coming out of childhood with my creativity um and my experience with creativity do i need more security or do i need more freedom and then mm-hmm. how do i uh Um, Nurture that intimacy with my creativity, and then relate it, uh, relay it to those I am being intimate with.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's powerful.
1: Because immediately I'm thinking, for us to share with someone else, it it's already been like incubated within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's already materialize into something that we can hold Mm. to then give it to someone else right
0: yes yes
1: regardless of how developed that that gift is or how connected we are to what we're giving but it definitely like reminded me of something that stood out to me as a fan of your work (laughs) You started um sharing like these public like journal statements mm. i, I state it in that way because that's how i relate to it where you would say dear Tossi
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um you would just share something that would just feel so intimate that
0: mm.
1: it's it's kind of sweet to mm. to find some kind of reflection of ourselves you as an artist. Um, One that really meant a lot to me was um,
0: back in 2017, You wrote Deritasi.
1: I'm going to (laughs) skip, let people read it themselves. But the part that stood out was um, I hugged and celebrated myself. I hit a few body rolls, twirls, and twerks. Because this joy that I have, the world didn't give it. And the world can't take it away. Oh boy. Knowing how to acknowledge, check, and celebrate myself is a continual practice. I'm grateful that I
0: took the time to fill me up first. Oh, boy. Oh,
2: Tossie, you could cry. Go ahead. <laughs> so- I'm already crying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I love it
1: so much because when the shutdown happened, like I just kind of went all cocoon style, but mm-hmm. I made self-love and self-forgiveness to priority Mm. and it's like like you said like the silence was there and in the silence is when everything comes up to be re-examined because it finally has a space right yes to to be looked at and yes i totally went through the ugly cries the screaming in the pillows (laughs) because it needed to come out and i finally had the space to do so yeah and, um, this is just one of those things that I wish we were taught, not even just as black women, I mean, especially as black women, <laughs> but it's something that um that I hold dear to me it's important to know all the ways you could love yourself mm. and express that, and I just love that you had shared that in your social media. I could go on, but we don't have to.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm um wow, I'm kind of taken aback. Like, somebody read those things? You know right. like, <laughs> like, I just you know, you just never know, right? Like and and to just hear my words uh reflected back to me, I know exactly what post that was that from and what it was about. I mean, I I started the Dear Tossies because I've been a journaler since, like, elementary school. And I actually still have all of my journals. Awesome. Yeah, I still have all of my journals. And sometimes, you know, I go back through them, but it is a practice. Um, It's a part of my first course. the first quarter of the year is um, because of, you know, it's winter and it's cold and we're inside and, you know, our bodies naturally start wanting to cocoon and I take that time to do a lot of deep reflection. So one of my practices that I have, rituals that I've um, put in place for myself is to pick a book, any any journal, put your hand, look at them and all, you know, got like several Tupperware, uh, not what are they called? Bins. Those mm. plastic bins full and pick one and then just start reading through it. Wow to remember. And yeah, so Dear Toss has been going on for a long time, but what I realized with social media, I didn't really know how to relate to social media. Like, I'm still kind of don't, you know, like... You're not alone. I'm
1: I, like, I, I don't
2: either. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, cheese? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, all my dorky stuff comes awkwardness. All of it is just...
1: There's still an audience for it, which is what I love about the internet, (laughs) right?
2: They're like, I'm here for that awkward, (laughs) right? But so the way that I could relate or was uh, allow myself to come to right, like approach it was through what I know how to do, which is journal. I still journal every morning, so it's like, so let let let's let this be a journal entry. I know how to talk to me. I know how to talk. I know what I hear. Um, but if I'm trying to make that for somebody else, oh Lord, that's a whole nother thing, you know. But yeah. when it's for me, it's like, yeah, dear Tossy, like I can. I'm I'm really reflective, you know. I'm a very, very reflective wo- uh, woman, and so, um, that's where the dear tossies came from. And then my girlfriend, I have several girlfriends who would hit me up. Dear Tossy, they'll just put dear Tossie in it, <laughs> and I know it's code for girl. We need to talk. I'm going through some stuff. I want to hear your perspective, <laughs> like you know. Love it. And so that'll be they're be like dear. They'll just text dear Tossy. I'll be like, bet what time? You know mm-hmm. what time we not to talk? You know like that's, and so it just was like my way of just sharing uh, actually aspects of myself that you don't necessarily can see through performance and sound and music. Mm-hmm. You know that I that I look at and rigorously study intimacy, rigorously study um, um, and, and investigate uh, biohacking, all these different ways. So yeah. this is the way it can just naturally start to flow out when I do these re- reflective, quote unquote, journal entry, quote unquote, social media posts, which I don't do often. It's like once <laughs> once every two three years or something. It's like I I'm terrible at it. Um, and then the other thing is when you talk about the silence and i cannot leave this out when i when i talk about myself as an artist and yeah. and just where i am right now in my artistry is um last year was it 2022? 2021 last year i believe it was last year yeah in 2021 i had vocal um fold surgery they removed some uh, nodules
1: oh
2: wow from our voice, and it required me to be in silence for uh, the doctor said three months.
1: Oh, that's a
2: long time. That's a long time. And I was like, like three months, like I'm full on silent, <laughs> you know? I am like, wait, <laughs> let's get let's, like full on. And he was like, for, he was like, definitely for the, the first six to eight weeks. Even that's a long time. <laughs> right. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, and it could last like longer. He said depends on how it's healing, but it could be like three months. So we wow. tell people three months. Right. Prepare for three months. So I was so excited. Oh my God. People thought I was crazy. What? You were crying about that? I was absolutely excited. I bought my little whiteboard, you know, the one I had to carry with me to write out what I had to say. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, I was here for it because I've been wanting to do a silent retreat for the longest. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm a silent, like here, here it is, Tasha, you get to do it. Right. I, I, I had my, my girlfriend came over. I was like, I cannot be silent. (laughs) <laughs> and and I want beauty around me. I have to have it. Like I'm gonna have to have beauty around me. It's like I'm my my. She helped me redecorate my bedrooms. It was all cute and stuff. I got totally prepared. Are anyway. you a Taurus? Oh, I'm a Taurus. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? <laughs> oh my god! I am an absolute Taurus with a Pisces moon. Oh, uh, yeah. Wonderful. So you know, yeah, right? Kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. We like redid my living room, redid my bedroom because I wanted to walk around my house and, you know, it'd be like extra cute and pretty and, you know, beautiful around me. Um, And I had the and, you know, don't even get me started on the other side of that, because, you know, talk about music business, you know, like the business aspect of being a creative and how when things like that come up, where's the health insurance where are the things oh, to help pay? So I had to look at myself for three months. So let's like talk about entering the void. Three months. The very tool I use to produce money, income, a, a currency in the form of money into my life, mm. I can't use for three months. Wow. This was like unexpected, right? Like an unexpected surgery. Was it so you know, and I could have put it off, like let me prepare for this a year, you know, save up. Oh, but man. the other part of that was like the pandemic was you know it's kind of like jump on the opportunity right like yeah we're kind of still in this limbo of pandemic you know it's just society's a little bit more uh um forgiving that you're just online and you know like right jump on the moment right (laughs) just jump on the moment I had to jump on the moment which was like into the void did I have everything set up not totally how I would have wanted it to, like, you know, I'm a tourist, <laughs> I like security. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I had to leap, you know, and it was like, okay, let's do this. So we did it. I did it. And so right now where I'm at with with my voices, I'm learning it. I'm learning my voice again.
3: Yeah.
2: I have massive insecurities around me singing. Massive. Yeah. I feel like I normal. haven't really sung much. You know, how I haven't. And then and, and so my critical voice is super loud. Like, oh my gosh, like it reminds me of when I first set out to have a co- creative career and I went to an audition and I was standing in the room, you know, standing in the hall where everybody was standing for the, it was four mm. musical, And they're like, number three, da-da-da-da, Tossie Long, three-da-da-da-da, Long. Child, I just stood there. Like, I ain't Tossie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, was <so> <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared. Stood there for hours you know in the hall for your audition you know and when it came to my name I just was like I'm not even her like I'm looking around like where is she where is she (laughs) (laughs) when they went in the room I went to the bathroom and I just was like almost cried right there but then I just like yeah walked to the car but I was like that's that's where I was creatively I I cried. that's where I was and it felt like that it feels like that all over again can I trust this voice? Do I know this voice? What can it do? What can it do? I'm scared. The things I used to do with my voice right now, I don't, it does, I can't do it. It's not happening. And I mm. like those things that I did with my voice. You know, oh, it's like, yeah. it, it's not there. But here's the here's the thing. Here's the spiritual thing about this. Three months of silence. And I took the three months, even though probably like after about nine weeks, I was, I was given like five minutes of talk time and it literally felt like have you seen the movie beloved and when when um what's her name candy newton started to speak again or oh, started to yeah. speak and she was standing there she's <laughs> she yeah. that's literally how it felt like like mm. I, I could not form a, a i was like whoa holy moly what is this you know like this yeah. it was a trip and um So I took the full three months because I was just like, nobody got to know. I can't. (laughs) So I'm just about to take the full three months of just... Right? And so I was in the... I was in that silence. I was in that silence and all kinds of things came up. But the biggest thing, the gift of this surgery and and what I was in the silence with was the nodules on my vocal folds is weight. So the doctor says to me... Mm. We're going to remove the nodules. And um, and I was like, okay, can something go wrong? Absolutely, right? So that, you know, you right. anything can go wrong with surgery, but, you know, it's probably that it may not, but we got to tell you it may. But what was happening is we're removing the nodules and removing the nodules. is like removing weight that has been on your vocal force. So I was like, wait, 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 hold up. So you're saying that I'm going to hear my voice once I come out of the surgery for the first time as an adult, without strain and extra weight. I'm a black woman. Uh We think about the weight of the world, think about the weight in our community that we carry, just being in these, these bodies. And I get to hear my voice, not as a kid. I don't remember my voice before five, six, I don't remember what I sound like, you know, but for the first time I could hear myself as an adult what it sounds like to have your body, my voice, without weight. Yeah. Anything weighing it down. And I would tell you what it feels like. It's a lot of ease. Wow. My, my vocal, my, I have a lot of ease. Things that would take a like effort for me is effortless. And I'm uncomfortable with the effortlessness. I know how to use my voice when it's the weight on there, I know how to feel it in my body. Bounce around in my body when I'm singing when the weight was on there. Now I'm singing it and it's not there. And what literally what I said is like, I don't feel my voice in my knees. I don't feel my voice in my lower back or in the back of my thighs. I don't, where is it? So I'm uncomfortable. So I'm relearning ease. I'm relearning my voice. I'm relearning using it. And it has a level of agility that I didn't have before. But it's also not crafted, right? It's not so refined. Because I have to learn it. I have to learn how to use it. You know, yeah. I'm going back to the beginning in a sense. You're going back to the beginning with the memory of a, a older person. <laughs> Who mm. knows, right? With the memory of what was, I mean, it's really a trip. It's like mm. if you could go to your past life body, your past life self, but then come back to this self and remember while you're living this life, what your past life was like.
1: Right. So you have so that's how I feel.
2: That's how I feel yeah. sonically. Like I remember what my voice was sound like I remember what it felt like in my body I literally remember like not a distant memory like I like I can re-sing songs I sung and I'm like it's not feeling the same
1: right
2: and so I have to find this new I have to find I mean I'm using the word new because it's it's not new it's ancient I'm I'm older you know I've been Mm -hmm. here before so it's like I have to find how to sonically be with ease which is also a metaphor for life because anything that I do sonically or with my art is just a reflection of me, my living. It's not separate. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual practice. Yeah. So my practice is in that silence that I had for those three months and in, in, in the ceremony continues, like I've said, right. is learning how to be with ease, the effortlessness, the agility, like, cause how you do anything is how you do everything. Right.
1: How
2: you do anything is how you do everything. So. That's where I'm at creatively is learning how to re (laughs) remembering and also giving my, my voice and myself an opportunity to it with a new leash on what I sound like and what I do. So it's it's a whole newness. I can't carry what was, but I can remember it. I have to let it go and allow myself to be born again, birthed again through, what I'm doing, you know, and um, which leads me to my project, Red Clay Sound House. Is you know what I'm working on, and the name describes what the project is. But the reason why house is because I I come from homemakers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: My grandfather uh, was a contractor, Andy Brothers Contracting. He built homes and apartment buildings all throughout San Francisco and in the south. And my grandmother was a home economics teacher. Um, where she taught the functionings of the inside of a home, yeah, how to cook, money management. You know, they don't have home economics in uh, schools now, really anymore. Mm-hmm. That was taken out, but that was you know back then. So I come from home builders. I come from uh, um, my legacy is I come from home builders. My grandfather built the outside, the infrastructure. My grandmother built the inside. And being in, um, a part of that legacy, I'm a home builder. I am an architect. And what I mean by that is I build sonic homes. Homes mm-hmm. that I can feel within my body. This is the music that I do, the spiritual uh, ceremonial music that I studied, and how to get the deer Tasi to be at home itself, but also to share that with others so they can have their reflective, the bone rattler, where they can have their time with them and red clay is just what they have called the dirt in Mississippi the soil mm-hmm. um, they also say that in, in Georgia red clay, Georgia is really known for the red clay, but I'm using red clay to signify the southern the southern roots of what I come from um, of the dirt so what I'm made from and so Red Clay Sound House is a performance and production company and we are producing uh, immersive listening, deep listening experiences um, with projects around uh, uh, the sound of Black San Francisco. As we know, San Francisco has a less than 5% population of Black folks. And so I'm creating an immersive experience around that. And also with with a, a vision and intention around land, love, labor, and legacy. Land is representative of our roots. Uh, legacy is from our ancestors, where we are, our roots, right? Like what we are made from, what we what were taught from, what uh what shaped us, memory, our mm-hmm. ancient self and our future selves, right? Is is legacy. Um labor is looking at uh the constructing of my grandfather was a con contractor. My grandmother constructed the inside. I'm um, constructing, creating sound. And then love. Love being one of desire. One love being that of community. What love being that of intimacy. So mm. land, love, labor, and legacy. Red Clite Soundhouse. I love it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) What a way to conclude (laughs) the most magical spiritual hour of
0: wow creative inquiry. Can I say one thing before we
1: close out? Absolutely.
2: Thank you. Thank you for trusting your vision. Thank you for dreaming big as your screensaver says. Thank you for um, not silencing even when you said another market is flooded. Thank you for not silencing. Thank you for the space you're creating. Thank you for the inquiry. Thank you for the time to reflect. Um, Thank you for your research. That's a gift to have someone look into who you are in your body of work. I don't hold that lightly. I I like honored and admire um, your diligence and your exploration. Thank you for modeling, modeling to pour into you yourself in the form of these ideas, these creative ideas, or um, uh, dispelling lies. It's just a pour into self. Thank you.
0: Thank you, big. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Oh, that's all I can get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <seriously.
2: laughs> yeah. I'm so inspired. Yeah, you really inspire me. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Then my intention is fulfilled.
0: And so it is. It is so.